Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily update of events around the globe. I'm Laura Cook, and today, with Amy Gill, we'll bring you the latest from our correspondents on the ground with the news as it's happening. Today, as the deadline passes for Palestinians to leave the north of Gaza, we'll hear how the evacuation effort is going and how people around the world are joining marches in support of the Palestinian people. It's really difficult to comprehend, isn't it, Ami, how much has changed in the past week in the Middle East. As we write today's World in 10 podcast, the extended deadline has just passed for Palestinians to evacuate the north of Gaza. Last night, Israel carried out its first raids and Palestinians have been told to use two roads to head south in Gaza And there's around a million people living in the north of the territory. Now, our Times correspondents on the ground in the region are bringing us the very latest, which you can see online. They've seen graphic footage, which won't be published, on one of the routes showing 12 dead bodies. Some are children. Now, words like impossible and dangerous have been used to describe how possible people think this evacuation effort is. The United Nations has called on Israel to avoid a human catastrophe. The EU's foreign policy chief, Joseph Borrell, said it was impossible to implement. Food and drinking water is running out in Gaza along with power supplies. Israel has imposed a total blockade on utilities and food in response to last Saturday's attacks. Hospitals are being overwhelmed. Dr Ahmed Arma Kadma is a plastic surgeon in the Al Shafa Hospital, the largest medical complex in Gaza. The hospital full of injured people, full of people who can be discharged home, but there is no place to go, so they stay in hospital, the hospital full of refugees. And uh, this situation, I think the hospital is uh, an, an area which is susceptible for infection and trans, uh, transmission of infection between people like COVID, cholera, typhus, and something like airborne infection or contact infection. Yes, hearing there how overwhelmed these hospitals are becoming. Meanwhile, in countries and cities around the world, numbers of supporters of Palestine are gathering. Here in London this afternoon... Israel! Stop bombing Gaza! Stop bombing Israel! 
as well as India and Pakistan. We can tell you how the mood is on one of those rallies. Dom Hauschal is a reporter for the Sunday Times. And he's been in London this afternoon. It has a celebratory edge to it. You may be able to hear there's music in the background, people are chanting, banging drums. But there is there is an anger underlying the jubilation as well. When people are shouting, Israel is a terrorist state, they're saying that with anger in their voices. When they hold up placards that say, end Israeli state terror, boycott Israel, free Palestine from the river to the sea, they're saying that because they mean it, because there is an undercurrent of anger anger at the Israeli government, but also anger at the British government for supporting the Israelis. So the question remains, where are these thousands of people going to go? Will they be able to cross borders, leaving Gaza? The United States has been negotiating with Israel, Egypt and Qatar to open the Rafah border crossing. But the question there arises over whether Hamas will allow convoys through. Richard Spencer is a Times correspondent currently in Israel and explains how options are limited. I think the political goal of this warning was to put pressure on Egypt to open their side of the border, their bit of the border with Gaza and allow um, Palestinians to cross over. Egypt is just always has been and under President Sisi this has continued uh, very reluctant to allow Palestinian refugees into um, Egypt. Now our correspondents will keep you up to date with every minute of this story. Just head to the Times online for the very latest. Australia and it's a very robust no to the setting of a permanent Indigenous advisory body. Yes, now altering the constitution to create the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice would have been the first time that Australia would have formally recognised its First Nations people. Not only is the result of the referendum a blow to reconciliation between the Indigenous population and the government, it's also a pretty major political blow for Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. As Prime Minister, I will always accept responsibility for the decisions I've taken, and I do so tonight. But I do want Australians to know that I will always be ambitious for our country, ambitious for us to be the very best version of ourselves. I will always be optimistic for what we can achieve together. And if we cast our minds back to his victory speech last year, the PM was the one that announced this referendum. But is this result really a shock? Polls were showing that this was heading for a heavy defeat. And there were fears that the divisions would have been created along racial lines, there would have been more red tape, and none of the real issues that face the Indigenous population would really have been addressed. But the fight will go on. Indigenous leader Auntie Shirley Lomas here. I'm not feeling sad. It was something that to be expected. Aboriginal people are very resilient people. So I imagine now what will come is the martyrs. Because we certainly deserve to be recognised. Now all eyes will be on another referendum, this time replacing King Charles as head of state. So watch this space. to Paris, 
where the area is beginning to swell with green jerseys. That's according to Times chief sports writer Owen Slot. Irish rugby fans are heading to for the French capital, which is hosting not one, but two of the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. And it's easily two of the biggest games of the weekend. Tonight, Ireland will face the New Zealand All Blacks and tomorrow, South Africa take on France. Now, both France and Ireland have a bit of advantage over their opponents. More fans in the stand. Now, in fact, South Africa is anticipating such a loud French crowd. They've actually been training with crowd noises blaring out of the speakers, as Owen writes in today's Times. South Africa played France in Marseille um, in November last year and uh, they were taken about then about the extraordinary noise. Um, they said that they couldn't hear each other on the pitch and, and rugby is a game where communication is so essential. Um, so they decided that for, for tomorrow's game, they decided that they had to practice this, practice not being able to to hear each other, you know, to, to communicate in, in, in other ways. And um, and also to to practice with this noise so that they um, weren't intimidated by it. And as for Ireland against the All Blacks, Owen told us they've worked hard to create a special relationship with their fans. There's a connection that is significant that has been built up. The Irish team, particularly Andy Farrell, the Ireland coach, has, has worked on this. He's talked about it. He's talked about how important the fans are. Um, to the team, how much the team love the fans, how much the team get a lift from the fans. And um, and, he, and he sort of built this relationship. So the fans have, have responded by giving their all, which basically means making one hell of a racket from beginning to end. Either way, games this weekend are set to be a truly entertaining watch for any rugby fan. making his great escape from the movie business. See what I did there, Amy? Michael Caine, or Sir Michael Caine, is retiring. And a great article by The Times' Jonathan Dean ranks his biggest films. Take a look and see if you agree. Personally, anything that puts Muppet Christmas Carol near the top of any list is absolutely fine by me. Yeah, so Michael Caine has been saying for years that he's going to step back from the big screen. Well, at the age of 90, he's now doing just that. An impressive 59-year acting career started with Lieutenant Gonville Bromhead, a staple in any Christmas film list, Zulu. Which, if you can stay awake to watch, that's an impressive thing. And to think he was only supposed to blow the doors off. That's it from us today. Join us again tomorrow on The World in 10. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.